Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the podcast, 15 Alive, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence in prison. I'm your host, Tito, and let's jump right into this Motivation Monday, Monday Motivation. We're going to talk about being thankful, being grateful. Um, you guys hear me talk about Gary Vee a lot. Like Gary Vee always is talking about being grateful, being thankful for, for everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? And I'm a big believer in that, too. <coughs> So a lot of times we we get down, right? Because something didn't work out and then we mull on it, right? So let, let, let's talk dating, right? So say you're a, a guy or a gal, right? Who's into gals, right? You, Whatever your preference is, right? You go up to this individual um, in the hopes of starting a conversation, maybe getting their phone number, maybe pursuing some kind of relationship, right? So you get up the courage, you know, which, you know, I don't I don't care who you are. And, you know, it's usually hard for people to get that courage up to just walk up and randomly talk to someone. Right. You do all that and maybe things appear, you know, off the bat to 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 be going. All right. And then it's just like, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm not really interested in you. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like just. Like a can getting crushed, right? You just crush and then they don't walk off. So you have to walk off, kind of like do the walk of shame, right? And now, at this point, you're kind of defeated, right? And you might sit there and go, man, I don't want to look stupid. Like I just got shot down, crash and burn, right? And depending on what kind of personality you got and everything, um, you might be able to hang out. Go try your luck on the next one. Or you might be worried that if you do try to talk to someone else, uh, you just look like you're going after anything you can, right? Um, So many different variables, right? But I'm using that dating situation uh, kind of thinking that probably some of my audience is a little bit younger, especially from what I see and some of the, the stuff that comes through. But we have to realize that uh, sometimes you got to be persistent. Right. Um, You might go and talk to that individual and they might say no at first just because they have so many other people talking to them. Right. And I hate to say it. Some people want to see if someone's really willing to, you know, push to get them to actually talk and give their number or anything else up. Right. Um, And sometimes you just need to have that extra conversation with that individual to find out that maybe you don't like them because I don't know about y'all and depending on your age and your experience you'll either get this or you won't at all if you don't at all please listen to it um because I'm telling you you'll, you'll find out as the truth later if you don't already know beauty not in the eye of the beholder although that is true too but beauty you have your subjective and your objective side right And I talk about those two words a lot. So, you know, the objective side, which is, you know, you're purely looking at something at face value, like the the metric side of it, right? You see someone, you go, that's a beautiful person, right? 
they look good. Mm. Right? Well, that's going to be true regardless. But then the subjective or the personal side or the warm and fluffy side, when you go and talk to that individual, right? They could be an asshole. They could be a bitch. They could be just a straight ass, straight rude, straight whatever. Or they might have beliefs that are so far off from yours that they're ugly no matter how beautiful on the outside they are, right? So you you learn this later in life and, and some individuals unfortunately will stick it out with someone knowing that they really don't get along with them. But damn, they look good on my shoulder, on my arm, and with holding hands and all that other stuff, right? Um, and then you might realize, you know, this other person that doesn't make it into the top 10 people I've ever dated in my life on looks. But holy crap, are they a great person? And you start seeing beauty in them. If you've never seen the movie Shallow How, go check it out. Because that, that really jumps into that. Anyway, going back to the subject at hand, right? So... Um, too often people give up and they, they stop things and they get all stuck in the, the failure side of it and then miss the bigger picture, right? And we're coming up on Christmas. It's literally, you know, like five days away. I'm, I'm doing this on Sunday. So if you're listening on Monday, be four days away, right? But Christmas is coming up. And like when I was in prison, um, and anyone who's either been in prison or has visited people on a regular basis in prison, especially in California, and especially Northern California, then you'll get this. Like, um, when the fog rolls in, right? Or if for some reason the power's out or whatever. But fog. They do a thing called fog line. And what fog line is, is it basically says that if they can't see, and it's supposed to be, like, if they can't see, like, I think it's six to ten feet, right? Then they shut it down. But the reality is, is that fog barely blows in and they, they call a fog line. Fog line means emergency count. And they take forever to do this count. Part of it is they do have to recall everyone from their jobs and everything else, get them back in their buildings or get them somewhere where they can be stationed in one spot and not move and be counted and wait for count to clear. Fog lines take forever because they're not on a regular time basis, right? They're basically, uh oh, the fog's in, someone calls it and boom, it's a fog line. Well, when it comes to visiting, fog line, that shuts visiting down. And people who come up to visit, they might stick around and hope the fog clears and then they clear the fog count and then they reopen visiting. But the reality is, is, you know, the day's pretty much screwed, right? Now, you can sit there and mull over the fact that your visit got canceled, you know, and, and maybe it is Christmas Day or whatever, right? Or Or it's a birthday or it's whatever, right? And you can sit there and totally stress out about it or realize that it is still Christmas. It is still your birthday. It is still a day that you can celebrate without your family, right? Maybe give them a call when you can or whatever it may be. But so many people get stuck and I've seen people get into fights and all kinds of other things because they allow that fog knowing damn well when you're in prison long enough you know it's going to happen you know murphy's law is going to happen on the worst days but you allow yourself to get all bent out of shape and then someone says something stupid or bumps into you and next thing you know you're fighting you're stabbing someone because of the fog some he didn't have any control over you didn't have any control over but yeah let it get to you right now take it outside those walls 
we're in a pandemic. Like uh, my wife and I and our daughter, we were going to fly out to California and visit family. And guess what? We're not because California's on this lockdown, right? And we don't want to risk having to stick around for two weeks and quarantine and all this other junk, right? So we're not, we canceled our flight. And mind you, we had a flight out there Thanksgiving, canceled it. Now Christmas, canceled it. And we got a bunch of airline uh, credits, right? That we'll eventually use. Hopefully, you know, things kind of start to blow over pretty soon. But yeah, um, we could sit here and stress out about it. Or what we did, like for Thanksgiving, we did a Zoom call and we, we got to see everyone virtually. Um, and that was still good because if nothing else, we know they're safe. They're doing good. They know we're safe. And we got to still have good, stimulating conversation and got to see the family and everything, right? Is it the same? No, it's not. And the reality is, if we hadn't booked the tickets, I could sit here and say, man, we saved, you know, probably 1500 bucks, 2000 bucks, because we didn't go and now we can do other stuff. But unfortunately, we did spend the money, so <laughs> we didn't really save too much. But my point being, pessimist, optimist, right? The glass is half full, it's half empty, you know, um, Get a bigger glass, get a smaller glass, right? My my point is we we allow those those hiccups, those failures, those speed bumps to dictate how we feel and then how we act and how we perceive and how we do other things. My point in this is that we need to focus on what what that original goal or, or what we were working for was, right? And then keep pushing for that and understanding that if nothing else, allow the failure to kind of uh, dictate how you approach the same thing later. Now, I'll, I'll use my case in point. We were supposed to fly out for Thanksgiving and then Christmas. Both of those we did on we, using mediums that require that you pay for things and then you don't get your money back, you get a credit back. You think I would have learned after the first time, but I didn't. So now I have two different airline credits with two different airlines. So we basically have to do two different trips or split the airlines so that we can use those credits, which is going to be a pain in the ass. But needs to say, best believe on the next trip, we're going to make sure we do it right. Um, but what what might be going on with uh, with you and your family right now with all this craziness that, that you're you're stressed out about. I'm not saying that you can't be stressed. We all do it. We all do it. I do it every freaking day. The difference is, like, I sit here and go, um, a year ago I was in a way better situation. I'm just going to be honest. I was in a better situation all around um, for my family, for myself. Everything was better, right? Um, I went out on a limb to increase what would be there for us in the long run, not in the short term. And I knew that going into it, yet I still don't like it right now. We're still in the short term, and we're in a pandemic, which makes it feel like it's the long term, even though it's not. But it kind of sucks, because here we are, last year's Christmas was phenomenal, right? And this year is kind of like, bleh. But I love the fact that even though we have this little tiny tree, there are a ton of presents. Not for me or my wife. I don't need that. And um, uh, she's like, I don't need it either. But best believe our daughter is going to have a good Christmas, right? 
what she's going to remember later on being a little four and a half year old is that she got all the stuff she wanted and that's what's important right and i'm i'm ecstatic about that um and then looking forward to you know however you feel about vaccines and everything they're out there people are getting them and hopefully you know we start seeing stuff improve to where the world can get back to something a little bit better the other thing is my wife and i have enjoyed a lot of international travel and our daughter's getting old enough to where we can start dragging her around with us so yeah we'd like to get back to that too and uh pandemic ain't helping (laughs) so anyway um what else is going crazy in your life um Probably a lot of people dealing with issues at work, whether you're working remotely and maybe you don't like that or maybe you're not working because you can't work remotely and so you've been laid off. I feel you. I feel you. I feel you. Take this time to invest in yourself. There's tons of free things that you can be doing to better yourself. So listen to me on this. And it's hard because if you if you're like me, like I like playing video games and stuff, if I couldn't work right now and I was living off you know, unemployment and stuff, but I was just sitting at home playing video games all day. Well, that would be what, March till now? You know, we're talking the better part of a year of nothing. Like take the opportunity to go to the library, check out books, and then write little mini reports. Go on LinkedIn and and write an article based on a book you read. People read that stuff and next thing you know, someone's offering you a job that maybe you thought you'd never get, right? Watch some YouTube videos. There's a ton of YouTube videos that are very educational, right? Not to mention there's a bunch of free training videos out there. Like, watch them, watch them, watch them. Take advantage of anything that's free um, and not with the hook, line, and sinker that I've talked about before. You know, real free stuff to improve yourself. It's a way of turning positives into negatives. You know, um, I've I've been pushing, you know, this whole working out thing. I'm down my 40 pounds, which was the big goal. But now I want to I want to get back to what I was when I got out of prison, which was 190 pounds. I'm at 198 now. So I'm close, but I feel like a fat ass. So I almost feel like I need to lose more than 10 pounds. (laughs) I need to lose like 20 more. But we'll see what happens. Um, But but my point is, take these opportunities to double down on things that are beneficial. Right. So a lot of people were getting fat in the pandemic because they were sitting at home just eating all day. And that's something I do when I work from home because it's easy. The fridge, all the food that you know where it's at and everything. It's not like at work where it's if you didn't bring it, you don't have it, right? So I hate working from home because the temptation is there to eat, right? But that's what I have to work on. So I almost want to work from home because it helps me develop what I need to develop to be better overall health and everything else. I mean... We, we we have to take the opportunities for the craziness in our lives and the failures in our lives to focus on what we can do to change and become better at what we do. Here's the other trick. Um, share it, right? Help other people. I literally spent at least an hour the other day with a young gentleman that... He works a couple of people under me, right? But um, he's an up-and-coming rock star, and I really enjoyed giving him all kinds of tidbits of advice and of course telling him you know take everything with a grain of salt this is stuff that either worked for me or didn't work for me and now i know the right way to do it and and you know it's it's good advice but at the same time advice is always needs to be tweaked and changed for the individual and he was receptive will he do any of it i don't know but 
I told them, I said, you know, one of the, the biggest things is for someone like me who likes to consider themselves a leader and like to, to help and cultivate people, right, is to hear from someone, it doesn't matter when, it could be a week later, it could be seven years later, that, hey, you had a positive impact on my life because of this, because of that. So I told them, I said, you know, whatever, I would love to hear from you, you know, five years from now, whether I'm here, whether I'm somewhere else, a text message saying, hey, I did this that you told me way back when and it worked or or I've been meditating and it's allowed me to do it. Like, I would love to hear that because then it it tells me that it's worth all the all the time I put in like this. I make no money off this. I don't even try to monetize podcasts. I don't even try to really push them out there. I don't put a lot of sound effects and stuff because this is just me talking like I talk to anyone else. So I do it in the hopes that someone benefits. And literally, the hours that I put into this, if two people got some real value and maybe made some real changes in their life, I don't even need to hear about it. I, I just, I'm sure I'll hear about it on my deathbed, you know? So one, one thing along these lines, on LinkedIn, I got a message. I'm going to say the guy's real name just because it's, it's such a cool name. Um, his name is Samuel Jackson, right? So, of course, you you relate that to the movie guy, right? His middle name doesn't have an L and, you know, all that. But I'll never forget he came through an orientation. And, you know, it's hard to forget that name, right? But I spoke at the... Uh, I tried at the time when I was in Houston to go into all the orientations and kind of tell everyone a story about how the job would be hard. And until they figure out what they're really working for then it'll become rewarding and it won't seem hard and the pay won't seem as bad because they'll get that they're doing something that has a great impact on the communities they live in. And then I would tell my story about how I came out of incarceration and this great agency, you know, gave me an opportunity. So I I would go in and give this 15, 10, 15 minute speech as often as I could. Orientations were twice a week and I tried to make it into everyone if I could, right? And this guy, Samuel Jackson, um, he sent me a message on LinkedIn just this last week and said, hey, I don't know if you remember me. You spoke in my orientation and I'll never forget your story. And it was so empowering and encouraging. And I've made it up to an assistant manager now and I'm going to keep pushing and I love what I do and like all this stuff. And I was like, wow, wow. Right. And I go, hey, man. No, thank you. Thank you for showing up the next day to work. Thank you for pushing and you keep doing the good fight. You're going to be the one talking in orientation soon, right? I love that. I freaking love that. That makes the hours and hours and hours I've put in uh, in all different shapes, forms, and sizes, it makes it worth it, right? And that's also something else I want to talk about. Like when things get rough, when things are bad, not falling on your face, like... Who would have thought going to prison for 12 years, starting out at some minimum wage, crappy nonprofit job and fighting and scraping and doing and going through all kinds of craziness to work my way up, that I'd have the impact on people's lives that I do, right? I, th- I think it's absolutely crazy, but I could have just said, oh, man, you know, life sucks. And, you know, and I could have just stayed a minimum wage and worker and still been a truck driver to this day and everything else, you know? But I, I just use it as fuel. Every time I fell down, I, I go, damn it. And, and you build muscle pushing yourself back up. 
And then you find out that every time you push yourself up, you push yourself up, right? So you might have failed, but now you're going to fail at a little bit higher level. The trick is you keep getting to a higher level. And yes, uh, I've heard some people argue, you know, telling someone they have to fail their way to success is bullshit. You can just be successful and keep working off success. I agree. Some people get it like that. But I'll be the first to say the majority of people who are successful have had failures. Yes, some more than others. The critical point right now and Christmas coming up and everything is to realize just because you can't put 20 presents under your tree doesn't make you a failure. If you even have a tree, you're winning. If you got some presents, you're winning. If you're able to still do Christmas dinner with a family under your own uh, roof, you're winning. Stop trying to find why you're losing. And start appreciating, being grateful for how you're winning. I am grateful for my wife and my daughter. I am grateful that my parents are both still alive, that my sister's out there living well. I am grateful that my friends I stay in touch with, they reach out every once in a while. I am grateful for all of the different work teams that I've worked with and the fact that I stay in touch with pretty much everyone on some kind of basis, right? I'm grateful that I can do this stupid podcast on my laptop with this microphone and and put it out there every so often and that every so often someone reaches out and, you know, gives me comments. I'm grateful for you. Yeah, you listening right now. So go be grateful for what you do have. Work for what you want to have. And be content with that that you need that you have. And the things that you want that you have. Because as long as you have what you need, then technically you should have everything you want. This is Tito. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. I love you. I pray that you, your family, and your loved ones are all in good health, in good standing, with everything that you need to make it through this holiday season. Be blessed, y'all.